Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, certified habit coach, wife, stepmom, and former physician assistant. I help career women finally break free from their unhealthy eating habits. If you're ready to start feeling your best, then I can show you how. Let's go. Hi there, welcome to the podcast. So I've been thinking a lot about belief lately, and I decided that I wanted to talk to you today about your belief about food. The reason is this, your belief about something will always affect your outcome. So if you are struggling with eating certain types of food that you want to limit or you're overeating or whatever your eating habit may be that you are struggling with, your belief will have a major effect on the outcome you have with that food or amount. I'm going to go through some examples of common beliefs you can have about food and how they ultimately will have an effect on your result. Speaking of amount, before I get too deep into this episode, I do want to invite you to a free online workshop I'm hosting on November 22nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. This workshop will help you to get better control of overeating, specifically how to stop an overeating habit. This will be especially useful over this holiday season and throughout the winter where our brains just tend to want to eat more calories than we need. This is partially due to our survival days. So in this workshop, I'm going to help you get some control over this. The workshop is about an hour long and there will be a replay available for a limited time if you sign up. I'll send you that replay the next morning. It's limited to 50 spots and they are filling up, so grab yours quickly. It's also an opportunity for you to get some free one-on-one -on -one help because I will be answering questions at the workshop after I teach, and you can even pre-submit a question ahead of time. I will answer the pre-submitted questions first before I open up the floor to any other questions. And the best part, if you attend live and then become a member of Food Freedom so I can help you even more, I'll send a gift package to your home. So fun. All right, back to beliefs. So your belief will have a major effect on the outcome you have with a specific food or amount that you're trying to get control of. The reason is this. Your belief will always elicit a feeling or emotion in your body. I use those terms interchangeably. That feeling will then cause you to do certain things or it will cause you to not do certain things. Those certain things, of course, are actions. Actions will always create a result or inaction will always create a result, right? So going back to belief. A belief is just a thought in your head. So if you put it all together, a thought in your head will cause a feeling in your body, which will then cause an action or inaction or mixture of both. The action, inaction, or mixture will directly lead to a result. So if you have a certain belief about food, that will generate a feeling in your body which will then cause action, inaction, or a mixture of both, which will then produce a result. Let me give you an example. 
If you see a big salad on a table and your belief about that salad is that it looks unappetizing compared to the cookies that are next to it, the feeling that might be generated from that might be disinterest in the salad or resistance to the salad, of course that feeling is going to cause you to not eat that salad, right? The result would then be that you don't get the benefit of the nutrients in that salad, of course. Another person can see that same big salad on the table next to the same cookies. That person could have the belief that that salad has so many more nutrients than the cookies and it will serve them much better to eat the salad first before any cookies. The feeling generated from that belief might be eagerness to eat that salad. This causes the action of eating the salad and the result is that your body gets all of those nutrients from the salad. Now, of course, these are kind of um, (laughs) very obvious sort of examples here, right? So I just wanted to make sure that I gave you some very clear-cut examples. So this is just really a simple example of how two different people with two different thoughts have two different results. Now, I want to get into some examples of your belief about food that may be causing results you don't want. All right. So one of the biggest beliefs about food I see is that food has a hold on you, almost as if the food has the power, like it somehow has this superpower over your brain and body, like a magnet, it draws you in. I want to share something with you though. Food is just literally matter. It's molecules. It doesn't have any power over you, not even sugar. That's all amazing news. It means you have the power, not the food. And more specifically, it means that your thoughts about food can be changed or your beliefs about the food. That then means that your results can be changed. So you have the control over your results because you have control over your thoughts or beliefs about the food. The food is just simply what it is. It's just matter. It's molecules. So you can choose what you think about that food, what you think about that matter, that clump of molecules, right? It doesn't have the power. It doesn't cause your thoughts. You get to choose your thoughts about those molecules sitting on that plate, right? So believing that food has the power and has a hold on you is very limiting. It holds you back. It takes away your power. It leaves you feeling as though you'll never escape the terrible prison that the food holds you in. The food does not have a hold on you though. Like I said, it's just molecules. You might have a desire or a craving for the food, which feels like a magnetic draw to it. It feels like it controls your brain and that's how eating habits can really feel. But I promise you it doesn't. The feeling of the desire or the craving is just generated by a thought or belief you're having about that particular food or in about food in general. So cookies, for example, you might see them and think, oh, those look so delicious. I deserve one of those right now. That creates a desire or craving for it. 
The food didn't cause that feeling in your body though. This is a very common misconception. The food doesn't cause that desire or craving. The thought about the food creates the desire or craving. Now certainly there are some chemical reactions that I'll mention in a little bit that can sort of increase the craving, that that, um, craving feeling and sensation in your body. But Overall, your thought about the food is what creates the desire or the craving for it, all right? So even though I have a really good handle on my eating habits and feel completely in control, my brain still sometimes goes to the place of I won't be able to control myself around donuts if they're in the house. It will sometimes slip to that, but I know that that's false. I know that that's not true at all. Because I know I control my thoughts and my thoughts are what cause my craving or desire for donuts, I quickly go back into control mode, all right? I may still have a love for donuts. However, I have complete control over the craving or the desire, and I love that. So sometimes I need to just remind myself of that, remind my brain of that, but I've actually gotten so good at it that I typically don't even need to remind myself of it. I just know it, all right? So I do want to say that's even with being surrounded by donuts because of the season we're in. There are a ton of apple cider donuts everywhere it goes, it seems. Those and plain donuts are my absolute favorite. So I'm constantly seeing them, right? And I'm constantly going to have a love for donuts, but I'm not going to get out of control around donuts. I'm, I'm always going to be the one in control. So I just want to offer that to you when you remember that food is literally just molecules and it does not control your feelings, more specifically your desire or craving for it, it gives you the power back. You can then be more deliberate about your decision to eat or not eat that particular food that's available to you. This also carries over into quantity of food. When you realize that food does not have control over your brain and body, your brain is in control and you're then able to have a thought like, no thanks, I've had enough food. I don't need seconds or thirds. Commonly, I see women with beliefs about sugar, that it has this draw on them. Now, certainly sugar and other foods will cause a release in dopamine, the reward hormone. This is literally just a chemical in your brain that assists with communication in your brain. This can make cravings a little bit more intense the more you eat sugar. However, cravings are still a feeling and a feeling is still always a result of a thought or a belief. So you can see the sugary dessert and still have the thought, I don't need that dessert right now. Your brain may then say, but I do need it. Just know that your brain is going to offer you lots of rebuttals, especially when you really want that dessert, but you can still take control and say no. Inside Food Freedom, I have lots of different tools to help you with this as well to make it easier to say no. All right, another belief that I commonly see about food is that food is bad and causes weight gain. 
This, I believe, is why a lot of people get into that dieting cycle. If you haven't listened to that podcast episode yet, I recommend that you do. I will link it on the episode page. That was last week's episode, so you can quickly and easily find it in whatever podcast app you may be listening in also. Many diets are all about restricting and eliminating foods and acting as though certain foods are evil and are only going to cause you to gain weight. This is just simply not true. When you get into the belief that food is, quote, bad and, quote, causes weight gain, what kind of feelings do you think this will generate? Let's pick it apart. Let's go with the belief that food causes weight gain. So what kind of a feeling do you think the statement or belief food causes weight gain would elicit? It could be fear, frustration, even disdain. I just want to also mention here before I go on, food causes weight gain is not a fact, okay? It's not a pure fact. It is a thought or a belief in your head. It's it's your judgment, right? So someone else could completely disagree with that, that food does not cause weight gain, all right? So someone could eat a certain amount of food or a plate of a particular food and not gain weight. Someone else could eat that same food and gain weight, right? So the results are always going to be different. So food causes weight gain is not truth, okay? It is just purely, simply a thought, all right? So what kind of feeling do you think the statement or the thought or the belief food causes weight gain would elicit? Like I said, it could be, you know, frustration, fear. um, I think disdain was the other one I mentioned. The feeling is going to be different for different people, of course. So let's just say that we're going to choose fear as the feeling. What would then happen if someone had a fear of food causing weight gain? So think about it. If you had a fear of food causing weight gain because you were telling yourself that food causes weight gain, you might avoid eating food. This person or you might significantly restrict yours or their calories. They might even avoid social events where they know food was going to be with the fear that that food was going to cause weight gain, right? They could even potentially avoid having food in the house, or they could start over-exercising in fear that the food they did eat was going to cause weight gain. What do most of these actions have in common then? What kind of result? Most of these are going to result in over-hunger, right? Think about what I just said. They might avoid eating food in general. They might significantly restrict their calories. They might over-exercise, right? So that they ensure that they burn off all the food they did eat so that it doesn't cause weight gain. Or they might avoid having food in the house. So this means they're not eating the food, right? So what could that potentially result in? Over-hunger, which then is going to make it highly likely that you're going to overeat, right? Over-hunger does not feel good at all. Over-hunger makes you want to eat all the food, right? They're going to get so hungry or you're going to get so hungry that you're just going to lose control and then overeat. And this is not going to be helpful for the person that is trying to get control over their eating habits, right? Also, none of this is going to make you feel good. 
at all. So because avoiding food in general is not necessarily the healthiest or the best way to go about it, and also that overhunger sensation is not comfortable, right? All this could potentially even cause more weight gain because it's not sustainable. It's it's going to the extremes of overhunger and then potentially overeating, right? Even giving up on any sort of um, progress or or gains that you are making, right? So isn't it interesting that the belief that food causes weight gain can result in overeating ultimately? And certainly if there is a different feeling generated from that belief, it would potentially cause a different result. So let's just say that the belief food causes weight gain elicits a feeling of frustration this time. What kind of actions do you think might result from that feeling of frustration? Or what kind of inactions do you think might result from that feeling of frustration? Frustration is not going to be the fuel that will cause you to do actions to get better control of eating habits or to lose weight, right? Frustration is going to be more likely for you to give up, more likely for you to have inaction, throw in the towel maybe. And if you give up or throw in the towel on the steps you are trying to take towards getting control of your eating habits or breaking bad eating habits, of course you're not going to get the results that you desire. So you've probably noticed that when you have a negative belief about food, it's going to generate a negative feeling typically. Negative feelings are typically not going to be great fuel for doing the actions that you need to take to get the results you want. On the contrary, if you have positive beliefs about food, this will most likely generate positive feelings about food. Positive feelings about food, you might think, well, they'll just make me eat more of the food that I'm trying to avoid, right? However, this is not the case typically. So now let's examine that, right? So it's easy to think of a positive belief about a salad, of course. Salads are typically very, very healthy, but let's do a positive belief about a food that's not generally seen as super healthy, all right? So we're going to just sort of prove to you that positive thoughts or positive beliefs that generate positive feeling are not going to lead to undesirable actions necessarily, all right? So let's pick a positive belief about peanut butter cookies, or better yet, apple cider donuts, right? Since we were just talking about those. Let's say that we're going to choose a positive thought about some apple cider donuts that someone is offering. Now your brain may want to go to a negative thought of, oh, if I eat those donuts, it's just going to cause weight gain. But you're going to be intentional and deliberate about the thought that you're going to choose and what you would rather believe. And of course, there are several examples of different positive thoughts that we can have about those apple cider donuts. However, let's just say we decide to have the thought, I haven't had an apple cider donut yet this season, so I'm going to enjoy one right now. What kind of a feeling do you think this will generate? Maybe a feeling of anticipation of enjoying the flavor of that donut. And anticipation of enjoying that donut, of course, is going to lead you to actually eat the donut, right? 
But also, when you're focused on really enjoying that donut, maybe you might eat it more slowly and really savor every bite. Then, when you eat the donut, but slowly, and you savor every bite, what do you think will end up resulting? You might feel really satisfied and in control. You allowed yourself to enjoy that donut, but make the decision deliberately to enjoy the donut. You can also feel satisfied with just one donut because you took your time eating it and really focused on enjoying every bite of it and the flavor of it, right? Now, you might think, well, I wouldn't stop at just one. I would then want to eat two or three. You can get the result of stopping at just one, though. You practice the skills of getting the control, which is what I teach in Food Freedom. You practice the skills of understanding that your thoughts ultimately have a major impact on your results. All right, sign up for the workshop, get some help with overeating, come to it live if you want to get that gift package when you become a member of Food Freedom. Also, Come to it live if you want to ask a question and get one-on-one help. And if you'd rather pre-submit a question first, you can do that too. But if you come to it live when I'm answering that question, we can then interact more either via the Q&A box, which is the chat box, and also you can volunteer to raise your hand and come on live if you want to discuss it further, right? So you can interact a lot more and get more from that pre-submitted question if you wanted to pre-submit a question, all right? So you can sign up for the workshop on the episode page for this particular episode, or you can visit katemjohnston.com forward slash workshop. All right, thanks so much for listening. I'll see you there. Hey, if you're ready to free yourself from your bad eating habits, then I invite you to join me inside Food Freedom, my membership made specifically for career women who want control of their eating habits without having to rely on willpower. To learn more, head on over to katemjohnston.com forward slash coaching. I'll see you there.